Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Okay, everybody, I've got a fun one for you today. We're going to talk about what happens when you actually decide to jump and take the leap and do what is in your heart to do. I want to talk about that. So what I started to build in my mind is this party. Let's call it a progress party. (laughs) And for those of you that are close to me, you know, I turn everything into a party. Everything's a party. And it's fun. I just try to make normal things fun. That's like one of my goals in life. So this analogy I come by honestly. Let's talk about if you decide finally, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to venture into whatever this big, scary next thing is, and I'm going to do it. Then that's the day you decide to open the door to the progress party. Okay. So you have overcome all of your anxiety. You have overcome all of your fear and torment of what it's going to be like in the room. What do you even wear? What do you, you don't know what to expect. Should I layer in case it gets cold? I don't know what to do. All the things. Finally, you decide I'm going, I am going to the progress party. I'm going to step in and launch out into the deep of the next thing of my life. You open the door and fear is the first one to greet you. He is a faithful, faithful companion in the worst way. He stays with you all night and he, well, he tries to, and he says all the things that try to hinder you and get you to back down. But you already had to overcome him to even get into the room. So then he's there lurking right at the front door. Fear has many facets. He is there to talk to you about the fear of success, the fear of failure, the fear of other people, fear, fear, fear. He does not want to let you go. He wants to be with you all night. And if he can, he'll just stay with you forever. And he does kind of lurk in the room, but you just have to decide I'm not going to talk to him anymore. And you have to work yourself away from fear because he's going to be there, but you just can't let him dictate your decisions. So you finally get away from him. And then this really fun guy comes up excitement. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you got in the room. You're in the progress party. This is so exciting. What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he leaves and excitement's over. And you're like, hey, where did that guy go? I was so pumped. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now you just have to work without him because he comes and goes. And people, most people stop once excitement leaves. If they, if they even get past fear, they normally stop progressing the second excitement leaves. But guess what? He does not stay around very often. He just doesn't. It's not something that you can rely on or use. Those emotions are fleeting. And so you have to use muscle and internal discipline and decide, I am so passionate about what it is that I want to do that I'm committed to it. Or maybe it's not that big of a deal, but you just have to choose, I'm bored and I'm going to still work anyway. So boredom walks up and enters the picture and it's easy to just get used to things and sort of comfortable and like, I like the way that things are, except ultimately I want it to change, but I'm hoping somebody magically will come and change it for me. They're not going to. This just in. Newsflash, write this down. You have got to be your own motivator. You have to be your own instigator. You have to be your own driver. And so that's what's really important is that you love yourself enough to do whatever you have to, to stay in the room of progress and keep moving forward until that thing is done or you're at the place you want to be at or you at least just stay there forever and keep the momentum going in your life and you keep building and creating and doing something that is making you feel alive. 
So boredom is something that you learn to work with. A couple ways I've learned to work with boredom and the monotony, the mundane elements that really honestly compose most of your life. That monotony is what actually ends up being the infrastructure to you fulfilling your dreams, the faithfulness and the monotony, I should say. But it doesn't feel good. It's not fun. And excitement is definitely not there when I'm going for an hour long walk a day. Like it's just not there. Excitement is not there anymore, but it is when all of a sudden you're like, okay, okay, there she is. I'm coming back. You know what I'm saying? That's when you start getting excited when you see progress. But you know what? Progress isn't even something that you can use as your measurement because it's hard to see. It takes a long time and it's hard to read when you're with yourself. Other people can see progress on you. You can see progress on other people, but it's harder to measure yourself. So I just want to encourage you to just decide I'm just going to do this. I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to have a loophole and I'm going to just do it because that's the only way that you're going to get breakthrough as long as you have the right strategy. So the other people in the room, inspiration. So many people, I hear people all the time talk about inspiration, but this guy, inspiration, he comes and he goes. He is not, he is not there to stay. He is not there to uh, walk you through the whole process. He's just a spark. He like gets the fire going and then he leaves. And so you're the one that has to fan the flame and keep it alive. But people are waiting on him to come back. And guess what? A lot of times he doesn't come back. But I personally have learned ways to get inspiration to come and go in my life when I need it. Or I've learned how to navigate and work around it. So I want to tell you a couple of those things. I surround myself with tools that inspire me and interest me. I am not a big shopper. I am not into stuff. In fact, I feel like stuff is an obstacle in my life that I am constantly wrestling with and I'm constantly getting rid of as much of it as possible because it's an enemy to my peace. Clutter is an enemy to my mental peace. So I am getting rid of stuff left and right. I am constantly counting the cost of if I need something or not. And if its value in my life is greater than the pain it would cause to fill my mind. You know what I'm saying? And be around my life. Ugh. So it's just one of those things that truly I deal with constantly. So I'm not one that loves stuff, but I will say good tools are a necessity for advancement. So when I go to write a script, we go and get my, my team and I will make a list of what I need and we will get notebooks, pens, I found these magical pens that erase that are awesome that my friend gave me. And they truly erase and they're a pen. So those have been my new favorite thing. They also run out fast, but they're my new favorite thing to write with. So I surround myself with those. I don't stay with the exact same thing forever because I like to change it up. So I'm loyal to people. I like to change it up with my office supplies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I surround myself, though, for a project. I keep it fresh. And I even have this new exciting project I can't wait to tell you about that's coming and I, in order for me to focus on the project at hand, I decided I was going to get the tools for the next project and use it as a reward. I feel like I'm always like pretty much a fourth grader secretly inside. So I have the incentive of the bags of material that I need for the next project in the room, in the other room, in the other room. And they're lurking. I, they're, they're there right now. Listen to how excited my voice is. Just by talking about it. I literally, my heart is like racing a little bit more and you can hear the change in my tone because I know they're in there. I know those materials are in the other room and I intentionally did it as incentive for me to finish this project and I will not let myself touch those materials until I am done with this project. Then I get to go in and get to get my hands on those tools. 
So whatever that means for you, and if that would work, if you could trick yourself, these things help my mindset. These activate me. These types of things get me excited. I work to give myself incentive and build like a reward, internal reward system, really, because it makes normal things fun. And most of life is made of more normal things. It is. It's like your morning routine, your evening routine, your daily in the car. Guys, I went through a time where my system wasn't working in the car and I didn't think to deal. I know it seems like really easy. It's not an easy fix. It's a trip to Best Buy or it's a an Amazon purchase away to figure out the auxiliary cord. It's when the new phones came out and the plugs didn't work. And I don't know if a lot of you won't know what the heck I'm talking about, but my plug didn't work in my charger and I couldn't charge and listen at the same time from my phone. So I wasn't doing intentional listening for like a couple months. And finally I was like, I can't stand it anymore. I hate getting in the car and I love driving. I love driving. I I always have. It's like a fun thing for me. It's not a chore most of the time unless I have to do something else. Uh, But I I finally realized there's got to be a solution. So I found a splitter. My friend found a splitter for me that both of them could fit in where I could listen and charge at the same time. So it's just a dumb little thing, but it activated a very mundane part of my life where, you know, an hour of driving a day up to sometimes I've got podcasts going. I've got music going. Songwriters I love. Uh, Sometimes just fun, ridiculous music that I'd be embarrassed to tell you I like, but I really don't care what you think because I'm trying not to like care what people think, but I still do a little bit, but don't tell anyone. So I just want to encourage you to build incentive and get the best out of the progress party room. Don't be surprised when fear greets you at the door and doesn't want to leave you. Don't be surprised when excitement comes and goes. As my friend Natalie said, excitement is a player. He works the room just like inspiration does. Inspiration just seems sort of emo to me. He's sort of like, I'm just off wandering in my thoughts and I'm pondering. And he's sort of always like dreaming of philosophy and he lives at the art museum. All that's cool. I love the art museum. In fact, I find him there. I'll go to the art museum and I find inspiration there. I also find inspiration at the art store. I don't know if it's the blank canvases. I don't know if it's I don't know what if it's just possibility. I don't know what it is, but it gives me all the those feelings where I, I'm like, I can do this. I can do all the things I need to do. And even if it's not art related, for some reason, I mean, I, I that's part of my life. I'm an artist. But man, I love going to the art store to get my brain reset for writing a project. It's weird. So figure out your weird things because we're all weird. So you just got to harness the weirdness and make it work for you and try to just figure out what it is that really inspires you. And then also create your own inspiration because it's not something that you can really count on. And of course, I'll watch a documentary. I have a few people that when I talk to them, I feel like I could fly. You know, they make me, they challenge my brain and inspire me. And it's like a spark that is ignited in my heart. So I will call one of them if I need to. But I want to encourage you to get unstuck and to get in the room. And once you're there, don't stop because you're going to get hit with all these weird things. And there's lots of other weird things in the process. But if you can learn how to work with boredom, if you can learn that fear is not something that is allowed to dictate your feelings and your decisions and your drive and your direction, that, first of all, that obstacle is more than I feel like 85, 90% of people ever overcome. Like people normally just sit with fear and just hang out all night. 
And so I just want to encourage you to overcome these weird parts because they're part of everybody's process. We all are dealing with it. People ask me a lot of times, do you wait for inspiration? And I just kind of look at them. I'm like, that would be nice. I would love to be waiting around for inspiration, but it's fleeting. And I have deadlines and I have people attached to my deadlines. I have so many lives attached to my part of my project. So once I get my project done, that sends in motion. The lumber needs to be ordered for the set. The fabric needs to be chosen for the costumes. And all these teams start buzzing as soon as I'm done with my job. So I don't have the luxury of inspiration. Of course, I still think it's your job to stay inspired. But I think beyond that, it's your job to learn how to work without it. I just like dropped it. I like wanted to have a really long pause so you would really like get it. Where you're like, whoa, did did the audio cut out? No, I was just trying to make sure you got the point. So anyway, I'm just excited. I'm living this right now. As always, I'm in the middle of a huge project. I am laboring to find my way through it. I'm I'm working to go forward through it and creating my own momentum. I do all these things that I'm talking about and I want you to be able to avoid my labor intensive process. It's like as much as I can possibly give you so you can go, oh yeah, she said fear is here, but I keep working anyway. Yes, keep going. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to just keep going until you get unstuck and you figure it out. And then the other really hard thing is haters. But as we know, make your haters your motivators. The biggest one of all is yourself, but also there will be other people that just don't respond the way you want them to. And I have learned to stop offering my jewels to people that don't even understand what I'm asking, what I want. Really, I'll be showing somebody something and sometimes I really want their opinion. Sometimes I just want them to say, that's amazing. That's it. (laughs) And so I've learned who to talk to for what. And I've also learned to be more clear about what I'm asking for. I'm still working on that one, but I'm getting better. And then sometimes I don't want to know what you think. I don't care what you think. Your opinion is not educated. I have finally learned that because I used to bring songs to people all the time and be like, it's not done yet. I still have a lot to do. And they're like, huh? And they can't hear it. They can't hear it without the music. They can't understand it without, you know, it being produced. They don't get it if I'm singing a song I wrote for a guy to sing. And I finally learned that. Like, why am I giving something to someone who they don't have the education? They don't have the manual to put the thing together. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean it in a rude way. I'm just saying, why am I coming in and expecting somebody to listen the whole time and not talk and not look at their phone and not look at anything but me when I'm presenting something I've written? That's because I'm a creator. That's what I expect. That's what I do when somebody does it for me. But people who don't create do not understand how hurtful that is. They don't understand. And I believe everybody creates something. But some of these things, you're burying your soul. You're nervous. You're embarrassed. You're like, oh, I I did this, this amazing thing in secret. Now I'm bringing it out to the light. And I'm so nervous. What do you think? And they're like, oh, it's cool. Or it's a little long. You think you could shorten it? Or, huh, I don't get it. All the things. I've, I've heard all the, so many things, you guys. But you know what? Now I've learned who to bring stuff to. Not, I don't mean when I want to hear what I want to hear, because I truly, I want help. I want feedback. I have people in my life that will genuinely say, this doesn't make sense. I didn't get the point. And I want them to tell me that to help me to build better things. So that, just to be clear, I'm not surrounding myself with yes people because I think, honestly, that's one of the most dangerous things you could do. That's like a whole nother podcast. When you surround yourself with people that say what you want to hear, you're in a dangerous position to not have 
clear thinking, blind spot mirrors around you. So you have big, huge gaps that you don't see in your life. It is dangerous. Dang, listen to my tone. I'm getting so intense, but it's true. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I've learned to stop burying my soul and expecting a different result from someone who doesn't know what to give me. That's it. So anyway, I hope this encourages you. I just, it's weird. I, I don't even know, like the guilt, guilt is in the room too. Guilt is something that I have dealt with on and off, uh, not on and off, all the time. He's pretty much there as much as fear is for me. I don't know if everybody is, uh, but in that progress room, the second I start moving towards something, I feel so guilty that I am not somewhere else doing something else with other people. And it's literally like a song. It's almost like a haunting chant in the back of my life, of the back of my body and my spine. And it's like, you shouldn't be here. You should be somewhere else. Everybody's counting on you. You know, it's like, I am a songwriter, but I didn't pre-think about that one. So don't judge my songwriting by those rhymes. But you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden I was like, oh, 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 oh. It's this thing in the back of my head that's like haunting me. And it's so torturous. And it's like, it's, it's with me when I exercise. It's with me when I'm writing. It's not with me now because I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's with me in other areas areas, even if I know it's what I'm supposed to be doing, it's in those initial launch out feelings when you're like, I just got in the room. Am I supposed to be here? I'm stepping out into a new thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you're not. And then you're like, you're right. I'm not. I'm so sorry. It's so weird. So I don't know if you deal with that, but that's definitely something I deal with constantly. And where you think I could be doing this better. Listen, those of you that are running companies, those of you that are running households, listen, there's always going to be something else to do. Always. For all of us, even those of you that just sit in your house and you have social anxiety and you never leave and you're on your computer, there's always something else for you to do. You could be sweeping the floor. You could be going to the grocery store. There's always something that's haunting. And this is the thing. You have to decide, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I'll be doing then. And you just decide I'm going to be fully present and I'm going to be content doing what I'm doing now. I'm doing the, the thing I know I'm supposed to do now. And don't second guess it and just keep moving forward. Do whatever you can to get unstuck because people need what you have and they need the best version of you. So work to be it. Thanks for tuning in and I'll be back to talk more soon.